You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. Yes, you're listening to the Finnish Football Show. I'm Mark Wiltshire, and today I'm joined by Keke Mulleri. Hi, Keke. Terve, terve. <laughs> nice to see you again. Yeah, you too, you too. It's been a while. We've um, had a few holidays and stuff. That's uh, yeah. Well, I think um, all of us have been in Finland at some point. All five of us, but yeah, unfortunately not together this time. I think there might have been a few days with Ali, all of Ali's back back and forwards, where all of us were in the same the same <laughs> landmass, but five completely different towns, and I don't think anyone managed to uh, to hook up really. Um, I think Rich, were Rich and Ali in actually in the same stadium for a game as well, but sort of different parts of the stadium, or they were very close anyway. Other ends, yeah, other ends of the ground. Yeah, rival <laughs> rivals for ninety minutes. <laughs> Exactly, but uh, it's good to it's good to be back. It's about a month, actually. I think we we worked out before the show. Um, feels somehow feels like longer. Uh, but you and you and Rich got together at the end of July, and I Zoom bombed you for a few minutes with a very yeah. croaky croaky voice, having come back from uh, from watching Ashley course. So um, I think if we get this uh, get this show on the road and make it an official part of the the show. There's the referee's whistle and just a few shout outs. I think, first of all, number number one has to be our good friend Farid, who got married in August. And we we sent a little message on Facebook, which he saw, but just wanted to, to say congratulations to Farid and uh, Mrs. Farid. Um, well done, my friend. Good luck to you. Yeah, uh, echo that. Honesty, all corn, Farid. Mm. So, um, yes, uh, yeah, fantastic news. All the best for the future. We've also got a couple of listeners that have moved to Finland. They're, they're deserting the, the <laughs> septic aisle of Brexit land like rats deserting a sinking ship. And I'd like to throw out the hand of welcome to Jamie Murphy and to Keith DeLittler, who have both emigrated to Finland in the last, let's say, two months also um i've met with keith um before he moved actually and uh and i jamie and i kept missing each other trying to trying to connect before he came over here but uh both of you guys know how to reach out to me so if there's any anything i can help with them you know feel free to uh to ask the question and and then you had someone keke chasing us for our for our slow publishing schedule over the summer I did, yeah. I got um got a nice message come through on Instagram from a, a listener called um, Magnet Airless. So uh, I think I think he's based in the Netherlands, but um but yeah, uh, got a message on there saying when's the next show coming? Hurry up and get your act together. So I had to explain that yeah, we were uh, we hadn't disappeared for good. We were just on a, on our summer holidays, and um, and yeah, we'll be back soon. And so hopefully, Magnet, you'll um. This will pop into your podcast player, and uh, you'll 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 hear that little message. So, um, thanks for getting in touch, and here we are. Yeah, it's good to it's good to hear from people. It's nice to know that someone's listening, and that we're not just doing this for our own 
benefits. So uh, thanks, Magnus. Uh, it's, it's good to hear from you. Um, I thought, Keke, we could start today, because there's been a few weeks since the last show, uh, and bring back the old news feature. And, yeah. you know, Mark Hayton's not with us today, so there'd be nothing dropping in at the last minute. I'm sure we've got this uh, this agenda all tied down. You say um, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kicking. Scrolling through his phone, trying to find something to derail the show before it starts. Um, but there was this story that came yesterday, and this this actually my stepson, Dobius, told me about this. He's, he's really... He's been watching the football with me on TV for a, for a couple of years now, quite closely, and, and spends a lot of time following it now. Uh, and has started also coming to Asicor games, which is which is terrific. Um, he's not quite feeling brave enough to join the cloppet with with me and his mum and, and make the noise, but he he sits over to the side and I think he actually watches the game, which is a lot more than can be said for me. But Topias brought to my attention the. The, the, the story about the restructuring of the Finnish league in 2024. So I, I dug into that a little bit, and let's let's explain what's what's happening at the moment. The the league is structured in five divisions of twelve, basically. So 60, 60 teams, and there's a Veikkaus Liiga at the top, then Ukkonen, and then three regional Kakkonen divisions A, B, and C. Um, the plan is for 2024 that the Veikkaus Liga will remain with 12 teams. Um, but between Ukkonen and the three Kakkonen divisions, they're going to put in a new division. Now, this is going to throw out the naming because you can't go yeah. from, what are we from one, one to the, the one and a half division or something. That, that's one of the details that's still to be confirmed. But basically, there will be three, now three national or yeah, national or nationwide divisions before you then get to those regional divisions. And the numbers in some of those leagues will be changing as well. So Veikkaus Liga will be 12, then Ukkonen will be 10. 10, yeah. Then this new division will be 12, and then the three Kukkonen divisions will be 10. That's it. Um, That's how I'll read it. Yeah, and so and so there'll be, instead of 60, there'll be 64 teams. So that gives some opportunity for some... For some clubs that are currently sort of just outside of the the league the league system as we know it, to I mean, obviously after Kukkonen and you have Goldman and Nelman and it goes all yeah. the way down. The, the pyramid is is um, is goes deep in Finland, but it, you know it it gets it gets quite amateur quite quickly. Um, so some of those teams will be coming up into this into this new Kukkonen, whatever it is. Um, so there's 64 teams instead of instead of 60. And there was some talk about there being too much churn in the teams from uh, Ukkonen because three could go down and two could go up. So that's like 40 or 40 odd percent of the of the division. The one, one question I've got, I don't have an answer yet, is by cutting the number of teams, how do you reduce the churn? But, but there's... There's at the moment there's no details about how promotion and relegation will work, so I think we'll just have to sit there scratching our heads at the moment and uh, and wait and see what comes. Yeah, I mean, um, when we spoke to to Rich about it, I'm sure he's got uh, he if he if he um, 
if he joins us. I'm sure he's got some insight. But um, but yeah, I mean, he was saying the idea behind it was was to make the leagues more competitive, you know. So um, so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. There's some there's some finer details to be to be worked out. Yeah, not not least the naming strategy. I'm excited to see what <laughs> yeah, what's going to exactly. happen there. Yeah, one and yeah, a half division. You're you're right because there's going to be essentially two teams dropping out of what is now Ukkunen into this new um, division and then 10 teams from the current three Kukkunen divisions going up. So maybe I I guess the, you know, the stronger teams will be, will be those that will be selected from the top of those three divisions into this new one. And the aim of making it more competitive makes, makes sense. Makes sense. It's, I still think it's a bit odd that the, the division in the middle has only got ten teams in it. That that doesn't quite compute for me. If you're if you're increasing the league to sixty four, why not make it sixty six and keep those three top Rebels. divisions with twelve? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, but it's a it's a quibble, and I'm sure we'll um, we will be uh, enlightened at some stage in the future. Just um, just uh, touching on. Um... Yeah, not quite breaking news, but just touching on the on the lower leagues. Friend of the show and former Hawkey at defensive midfielder, defender, whatever you want to call it, Marcus Hulsty, has um is will be plying his trade in Coleman in next season. He's signed for um uh, well, I don't know how to pronounce that sexy poxit poxit. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, so um, they uh, they announced that via their Instagram and Twitter feed the um, today, I think it was, and so yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Marcus obviously um, wants to keep going and uh, keep 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 getting out there on the pitch. So good luck to him. So coming from someone myself that played football twice this summer for the first time in eight years, <laughs> I can highly recommend keeping going as long as you possibly can because it's not easy to restart again. No, that's, that's for it. sure. <laughs> um, Keke, carrying on with the news, why don't you talk us through the the Women's World Cup? qualifiers we're kind of in the middle of the last two games for the helmet but they played last night against the republic of ireland they did they did i mean um to be to be perfectly honest yeah the, the chance to qualify is all but gone now i mean well yeah it's it's it's, it's gone with that that defeat in ireland helmet lost one nil in ireland um i mean yeah to be honest with you mate i i thought i thought the the girls played well I mean I know it's weird to say after after a loss but yeah I thought they played well they, you know we got a new manager Marco Salorante has, um, has taken taken control after um, Anna Signal sort of uh, scurried off or departed after the after the Euros so um, so yeah I mean it, it was it was a Finland, Finland played a good game some really neat passing some of the girls had, had some really good games the, the, to be honest if you the um, the goal that ended up being the winner on, I think it was about 55 minutes, was a, a bit of a shocker. Free kick sort of floated in. Tinney sort of came for it and misjudged it. And, uh, yeah, the, the Irish girl sort of nodded a, a looping header into the net. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Finland kept going, kept going, kept attacking. And they did everything but score, really. It was um, it was, it was a, a real shame. But, yeah, they play play Sweden, I think it's on Tuesday. Bratina mm-hmm. uh, um, in Tampere there, so... Uh, there's there's bundles of tickets being sold and um, yeah I mean it's it, it has turned in now into a bit of an exhibition match but yeah you know Nordic Nordic rivalry and um, the old uh, big brother or big sister complex whatever you want to call it so um, I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the girls will still give it their all and try and get a 
get a bit of pride back and and see what they can do against uh, against the old neighbour there. But um, but yeah, Sweden are a class act as well. So we'll we'll see what happens. But honestly, mate, I, I watched the game and I and I, and I watched watched a bit of it back and I. I was, I was really gutted, really, because um, there was some great passing movement. I mean, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to name too many names because I'll, I'll end up missing someone out. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Rhea Erling had a fantastic game, threading balls through. Emma Koivisto had a, had a really great game. She was doing her usual up and down the wing, you know, doing her bit in defence, but getting up and attacking as well. Ellie Pico-Yamsa, before she was subbed, she was she was strong and playing well. Um, she came off in the in the second half to, uh, as uh, Yenu Danielson was introduced and um, Sunny Francie had also came on in the second half and Finland went even more direct after that and, and really honestly looked, looked, looked the better side. I mean, but yeah, you know, this, the, the only stat that matters is the uh, goals for and against, I suppose. It was a real six-pointer as well yesterday, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Because... If if Finland had won, they'd be on 13 points and Republic of Ireland on 11, and there'd still be something to play for going into that Sweden That's game. It. But as it is now, Republic of Ireland are in second place on 14, Finland a third on 10, and there's no way of getting past Ireland with just one game to go. Yeah. Um, so you're right, it does take a little bit. It would have been really spicy to go into that Sweden game needing, really needing the points. And... Um, it's a shame that that's uh, that's not going to happen. But um, from what you're saying, it seems like there's still optimism for the for the future. Yeah, definitely, mate. You know, um, yeah, I think obviously there's there's going to be a little transition period with a with a new manager coming in. But I think you could you could already you could already see you could already see a bit more bit more you know forward forward attacking play from the girls. So yeah, let's hope for a bit more of that. Yeah, and the this, these are World Cup qualifiers being played in in 2023. So I guess then, after that, we start looking at qualifiers for the next Euros, and hopefully, yeah. the the world the world's football calendar stays on track, and these events take place every every other year like they're supposed to. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> um, we also had this week some Salmon Cup semi final results, and they. Ended with uh, FC Lati nil, Coops one, and Hoy Fcor two, Inter three. So we've got a, a final on the 17th of September um, at the Olympia Stadium, which is yeah. interesting. Cause that's a big old stadium <laughs> for the for the Sawman Cup final. It is, but you know, like um, yeah, Coops and and Inter, obviously both. Um, both sides, sets of fans will have to travel, but um, but yeah, I'm hoping, I'm I'm hopeful that the the wider football community pitches up, and uh, you know, not necessarily if your fans are those sides, but the wider football football fan community pitches up and, and buys a ticket and fills up the Olympia Stadium for what could be a show, you know, what is a, a showpiece final. We spoke about the restructure of the Salmon Cup and that, and it's um, I think it's been it's it's been exciting this season, you know. Um, it's uh, going back to the semi-finals. There, you were saying uh, it was it was the one thing that was sort of keeping Hoy, of course, season alive. Really, it was that you know the hope of a the hope of a of a, a final spot. But yeah, they've they've um, they've bowed out at the semi-final stage. But but you know, Cups Inter that'll be um, that'll be a decent one. Obviously, Rich will be uh, he'll be happy. He'll be he'll be watching that. Yeah, and the tickets are reasonably priced as well. There's. Um... 
the adult adult price is 25 but you know most other tickets are 10 euros and then if you have this peli pass which i haven't i haven't noticed before in the in the um ticket uh, in the ticket sales but peli pass the price of a uh, half that so they the, the prices start at five euros for the for the swarm and cup semi-final so hopefully that will encourage enough people down there because what what you want really whether you're watching at home or if you're at the game is to see a nice juicy crowd there that's it full stadium that's what we want so in the um in the blog post that that comes out with this whether you're watching or listening just look look down a little bit and you'll see a link to the to the blog post and i've got all the the kind of links to the stories that we're talking about and there's a link there to where you can get tickets for the uh for the swordman cup final as well yeah um okay let's move on to our next section we we wanted to look at the uh euro te- finish teams in europe we the last time that you and Rich were here, and I, I said earlier that I, I joined you briefly during the call, Asukor were in the middle of their um, two their, their second the, the two games of their second round fixture. Um, so let's just give a little sort of summary of of what happened in the uh, in Europe. So in the Conference League. Uh, Inter Turku were eliminated in the first round by Drita from Kosovo. Uh, SJK Senioki were eliminated in the second round by Lilström from Norway. Um, I'll come back to that in a minute. And Gub Scorpio were eliminated in the third round by Young Boys from Switzerland. So yeah. none of the none of the Finnish teams managed to, to get through into the uh, into the into the group stage. And I think it's it's quite. T- I mean, Coop's got a bit of a bit of a bash bashing over over two legs. I think they went down five five nil on aggregate in the end. Um, oh, actually, Rich is just joining us. Just when Hello, we're he can about- tell us all about it. Rich, are you are you there? And are you able to talk about Coops in Europe? A little bit. Stand by. Hello. We can we can hear you loud and clear, and we can't see you. It's almost the best way. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Face for radio, face for radio. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we literally, we were literally, literally just saying that, that uh, about Coops getting through to the third round of the Conference League, but getting a bit of a pasting um, in the thir- in the final game against Young Boys. Um, what were your What were your thoughts as a diehard diehard Coops fan? Um, yeah, I think it was disappointing. Um, the, the speculation around Simo Valakari around time of the first leg really overshadowed the tie. Um, he was linked with the vacant Motherwell job, uh, I think the day before the game, and then that evening had to make a big statement. And uh, and I mean, you, you kind of look at young boys, they're doing well in the Swiss league who are historically certainly above Finland in those stakes anyway. And, um, you know, Cooks gave it their all. Um, annoyingly, the home game was in Torku. So what, five, six hour drive away, for a home match and young boys turned up and really just bossed it. They didn't really get out of second or third gear. And yeah, it's unfortunate because then they went to the away leg and I think at that point, young boys were resting players and it was all, um, and it was all just um, say men against young boys, quite frankly. But uh, 
Yeah, it's a shame because, I mean, uh, last year, uh, Cups got to the playoff round, so the round after this. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was the luck of the draw, really, that um, they're drawing decent level opposition at that le- at that level of the competition. And uh, there's no trapdoor from the, the third round of the Conference League. I tell you what, for me, what I what I realised with Asicor qualifying this time for the first time in six years or whatever, is every, every, almost every team in every European competition is bigger than we are. We are. <laughs> and you know, we played against Tallinn. It's like okay, that's probably that's probably quite even. Um, and you know, we we got we got beaten over there. I didn't get. I wasn't able to watch that game easily online. Uh, but the home, the home game, oh, it was just chaos. They had two men sent off, and we we turned around, turned around the uh, the, the defeat over there to win four three on aggregate, and it was very exciting. And then we got Lillestrøm, and you know, they're they're in a team that I recognise the name of, and it it suddenly it's a bit daunting. And they came over here, and and we lost, but we put in a good performance, and then. Went went away to Lillestrøm and and got a, got a kick in really got a five two defeat but but actually played pretty well for for a, a couple of large chunks of that game but this other team was more clinical and then I think in the next round they went on to play Bruges or Anderlecht or someone like that and then <laughs> yeah, it's like Whoa, yeah. hold on that's proper football <laughs> proper football clubs and with a with a real heritage and. That's only the third qualifying round of the third level of of international football. It made you think, "Wow, we've got some, we got we got a long way ahead of us." Um, and then you see, then then you start seeing you know the, the the Champions League draws and some of the sides in there, and just think, "Wow, that's the it really, it really is a a different different league." Yeah, um, but then you see um, Victoria Pilsen who knocked Hoyukar out. They're in a group with uh, was it Barcelona, Inter, yeah. and. Bayern Munich, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so again, you know, they, I mean, they outclassed Hoyko in, in the second leg of that round, but um, yeah, they've got, they've gone through to that and three massive, massive games. Yeah, they are massive games. I'm not sure beating Hoyko over two legs prepares you for any of those six fixtures they've got ahead of them. Well, the thing is, Hoyko were probably the better team in the first leg and I'm, I'm unfortunate to lose. Um, and then they went to the second leg and were absolutely destroyed. But you you talk about you know I mean that is an uh, an amazing achievement for that Victoria Pilsen to get into the Champions League. But then you look what happened to to Hoye Core after that. They managed to to get their act together and they've they they played they dropped down into the Europa League qualifiers. They played Maribor, who themselves have been have featured mm-hmm. in the Champions League in recent in recent history. You know and um, yeah Hoye Core managed to to get past them over two legs. And uh, and yeah, and then they they had in their final qualifier. They played the um, Silkeborg, I think it was, wasn't it? And um, yeah, and managed to managed to defeat them and qualify for the group stage of uh, of the second tier of European competition themselves. So you know, fair play, good good on good on Hoyek or a couple of amazing, well, four four amazing results there, really. Yeah, and they've got themselves a a tasty looking group as well, haven't they? In the Europa League, so they've been put into Group C with Roma, Ludogorets, and Real Betis. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a big draw, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's I what they so. wanted. I think that was the issue last year. Was um, in the Conference League, 
the the draw they got. I think the top seeds were Lask from Austria, mm. um, so they didn't get their payday. I think Roma were one of the potential draws there. So they've got you know one of the big European sides, you know the holders of the conference. Yeah, there. that's what I was going to um, say. Yeah. And rolling into town with Jose Mourinho. Um, yeah, you've also got yeah Betis who are you know a big big team in Spain. And Ludogretz, I think they won the Bulgarian League a while ago. And Tiro Mantela played there, I think, for a couple of years when they played in the Champions League. I think they played Liverpool once. But um, that, that's yeah, what I, mean, I was going to say. They, they, they've got a real, they got a real European pedigree, haven't they? It's, yeah. it's not not of, of winning, but certainly competing in in those competitions. Yeah. So um, I I said to some of my ASCII core friends that it would be nice that it would be nice to have a Finnish team in the European group stage to follow and I got roundly shouted down that if we're not in it then there's no one to follow so yeah. I was put right in my place I said the Finnish football show is a broader church than you lot yeah, that's we, it. We'll, we will I, follow I mean it not was pretty fu- it was pretty funny the um, some of the the, the Buri guys were um, they were online as the as the result came in for the, you know the one one in the final game against Silkeborgs that that saw Hoye Kaur qualify and um, and they were they were doing like a, a live an Instagram live and um, and watching it and the comments that came in at the end were um, mostly pretty abusive to Hoye Kaur but then then with a with a postscript that said. Well, good for Finnish football, you know, like, yeah. Uh, we, we, yeah. <laughs> really yeah. begrudging. We effing ate them, but well. we're glad that someone's qualified, you know what yeah. I mean? So, Increase um, so, that yeah, financial pretty, gap. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was pretty funny. But um, talking about finances, Rich, I mean, um, yeah, anyone hoping to see, especially that Roma game, they uh, they needed to be quick on the, quick on the button, didn't they? Well, yeah, because, I mean, they, they obviously made, the tickets available as priority to season ticket holders, but then I think um, and and Ali tried to get tickets, didn't he, for mm. certainly the Roma game, and they went like hotcakes. And I think I mean Hoykor early said we are not moving to the Olympia Stadium. We're going to play at the Bolt Arena, and yeah. uh, and and so obviously if they played Roma, Arsenal, Man United, something like that, they would have been there. And yeah, I'm not sure how quickly the tickets went, but they kept them reasonably priced as well. You know, they didn't milk the fans. Uh, they're going to get so much money from this European run and, mm. and really extend that gap in the uh, the spreadsheet league table that they don't, you know, for, for the sake of fleecing people for an extra 10 euros each, what's the point? Yeah. Um, they're going to have a full house for all three games. It, and as well as having a full house, do we, do we think that the idea is to keep it in a smaller stadium on the artificial pitch rather than the nice, yeah, yeah. nicer Olympia stadium? No, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, home advantage, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's that's right. Yeah, we were having the conversation last night at home uh, about how different <laughs> Sato and I are knee deep in Ted Lasso at the moment, and there was a conversation about how every pitch is not the same size, and I was explaining that to her that you know that there are minimum and maximum dimensions and. She said, it's not, that, that's not fair. I said, no, that's home advantage. That's the point yeah. of having your own home ground that you're used to. And, you know, maybe that's what Hoyigo are going. Rich will be reminiscing about Highbury with its tiny little pitch in a minute. But, um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, keeping it at the, keeping it at the Bolt Arena, is, uh, it's got to be advantageous for them. I mean, um, I, I personally, 
Honestly, I'm 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 right behind it. I'm glad that they obviously, if they'd have gone to the Olympia Stadium, they'd have been able to squeeze a few more people in. But you know, you're going to have the hardcore in there. All the season ticket holders have managed to get managed to get their tickets, and it's going to make it a real cauldron for for any. I mean, you know, any team that turns up there. Roma are obviously used to playing in a in a giant big bowl multi-purpose Olympic stadium, you know what I mean? And they're going to turn up to this this tiny little tiny little cauldron and um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully uh, hopefully Hoye Cor can do a Bodo glimpt on them. Yes, indeed. Okay, I think we've been we've been going almost half halfway. Keke, so how about if we just have a little little break? The referee's blown for half time. And let's do a little bit of shilling. And why not, in honour of Hoyukor, just just show through the the T Public Shop, the Finnish Football Show merch store, where we've got all these shirts in in team team colours, so you can support that. the the Finnish Football Show and support your local team. And there's a nice HJK shirt there with our logo running all the way through it and uh, these are very limited edition in so much as we don't make them until you, they're not printed until you buy them so if no one buys one then they're limited to a run of zero so you know if you're a Hoyu Core <laughs> fan and want to want to get in there then, yeah get yourself one of these I I, I mostly wear my ASI Core one to the games now and you know next season there'll be a new design I've already got something in mind and I think we've shown these before but there's many different styles of uh uh-huh. oh there it is on a on a white background gosh yeah indeed um rich are you still there just about uh, yes would you like to tell people a little bit about buy me a coffee.com yeah it's a nice little uh treat for the uh for us, really, it's, um, I mean, we, we spend it on beer, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, again, running the, the podcast and the website and Twitters and Instagrams and all that costs uh, costs a few quid, and we had some very generous support over the last few years, um, including our friend Yusso, who said I should put mine towards buying a new telly. But, uh, yeah, no, it's been, uh, yeah, buy me a coffee. The links are on the website, and, uh, yeah, all support is gratefully received, and uh, we'll give you a nice little shout-out on the show, as, uh, as some of our fans know. Did you, Rich, ever get yourself a new TV after all that talk? Uh, not yet, no. Okay. Um, still waiting, because uh, the kids are young enough that they might still break the current one, and it's, it's 12 <laughs> years old. You know, it's vintage. Still yeah. <laughs> Easy colour. I think so. Okay. Yeah. But I, uh, I don't get Channel 5. Probably for the best. Probably not missing yeah. much. <laughs> okay, let's um, let's crack on with the second half and look at the Vakehouse League. And now it's been a while since we covered the Vakehouse League in much detail. And I, I always include the like a, a screen grab of the results in the in the blog post and realise that there's 50-odd results since the beginning of July until today. So we're not going to go through all of all of those. Um, but maybe maybe let's look at, at where we are in the league table. So there's most teams have played 20 games. Honker and Hucker have played 21. Um, and as things sit at the moment, we've got Coops and Hoyikor at the top of the table on 43 points. 
then Honker on 41, then there's a bit of a gap to Hucker on 34, Inter and Asikor, fifth and sixth on 28 points, and Olu on 26. They've just dropped out of the top half for the first time this, probably for the first time this season, really. They've been they've been bobbing around fourth or fifth for a while. So there's two games to go, and there is a bit of a scrap there for, I guess, those three teams. Ilves might think, well, no, Ilves have got a bit of work to do if they want to get into the top half. But Ilves are away to Cups this weekend. So they're not going to get any points there, are they, Rich? I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, So so uh... just just a reminder that the top six, the the table splits after after the next two games and the top six then play against each other one more time and the bottom six play against each other one more time. Um, But there's no... Whoever's seventh can't then jump up into sixth place, even if they have more points than the sixth place teams. But the seventh I mean, the... team can get in the European playoffs. Right. Okay. So there is that incentive because there's uh, European playoffs are back this year. They stopped it for two years. Um, yeah. But the team that comes seventh can enter the European playoffs at the expense of the team that comes sixth. Weird. Do, do, you want, yeah. Rich, do you want to just explain that in a little bit more detail for, um, well, for me? Uh, yeah, so um, obviously the Finnish teams get a certain allocation of European places. The champions go to the Champions League. Uh, Finland get three qualification spots in the Conference League. Um, one of those goes to the winner of the Swarman Cup. One of those goes to the team that comes second. And then the other place goes to the team. So the teams that finish third, fourth, fifth and seventh play off and the winner of that little tournament go gets the third European right, place. Okay. Um but obviously if if Cups win the Sorman Cup, um that placing changes slightly. Yeah. Uh, they're playing inter in the final next month, uh, in a couple of weeks. So um yeah, so but essentially if you come top of the relegation group, you are the tallest midget and you get a chance to play um, in that European playoff that we, I think we only had it for one year, and then we had COVID. So yeah, know. that's. I think that's why I I'd kind of forgotten about it to be honest. Because you're right, it came in and then and then went away again. So it's good that uh, this this is why I love this show. I I I kind of set it all up and organise it, and then let the people who know stuff come and tell me what <laughs> I need to know about Finnish football. It's great. I mean, yeah. um, since uh, since the last time we spoke, the um, the old league table's taking a bit more of a familiar look, you know. It was um, it was quite exciting when we when we were last together, you know. Honka were at the top of the table there. AC Ola were doing were doing great things, and um, yeah, I mean Honka, they they they're still still scoring goals, but they've had you know, I mean they lost to Hacker yesterday. They had their own two two with um, with AC Ola, and um, and yeah, so the top of the table's taking a bit more of a um, bit more of a regular a regular look to it but um I was I was well, all got, for Honka. Yeah, because you got Honka play Hoyko on the final day next week. Um so one of them will take points off the other or the, the draw. So obviously it's good for Cups. Um but yeah and this is the thing the way that the that split works is that the teams that are first and second at the end of the regular season will play on the final day mm. of the championship group. So last year we had a title decided between Cups and Hoyko yeah. and there were 8,000 or something stupid at, yeah. at, at Cups. And um, yeah, Cups just drew their way into second place. But it was, um, you know, that was a massive thing because bear in mind, let's be honest, we're probably not going to get a stand in Derby now for 
a number of years if, mm. if Hoyev calls finances go to pop. But, um, but yeah, at least if we have, you know, a title decider like we did last year, that, that, I, mean, that, I mean, that was massive for the league. It was on, I think it was on free to air TV as well. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's worked out well. And Honka, you know, they've been a revelation this year, really. I don't think anyone saw that coming and hopefully they can keep most of that team together next year. And didn't didn't one of you say the other day that that their attendances have had a a significant mm. uptick, ba- probably based yeah. on this form? Yeah, yeah I think like the thousand percent. Sorry. And it was something. <laughs> well, the first game of the season, I think they had three hundred and forty yeah. fans at the first, at the opening home game of the season, and in the game, I think it was the game against Hoyevko, they had over three thousand, so almost a ten times increase. I don't know what the attendance was when they played all over the weekend. But again, you'd think a Saturday afternoon is probably quite decent. But um, yeah, I think that's the thing with with Honka for a couple of years. I think that the management or the ownership of the club has been a bit iffy. Um, it's quite like it's being run as a going concern. And but the fact is now they've brought a lot of young players through, which is what Honka Honka have done in the past. But um, they've got some good foreign players and they've blended quite well. And um, yeah, it's, I mean, I saw them play at Cups last month. And um, the second half of that game, they were really, really good and gave Cups a fright and um, probably deserved to win, to be honest. But they do have a tendency to concede goals and um, yeah, drop drops points when they should be winning them. So really, if a more experienced team with that forward line should be top by quite some way. Talking of attendances, am I, am I reading correctly that um, Ilves against Hakka had 5,700 people watching? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort of a derby. Isn't it, it is sort of a derby, yeah. but tomorrow, Saniyoki against Vaza is is very much a derby, and I'd be surprised if there's three thousand there, let alone nearly six. That's quite impressive. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it, it, it's nice to see. You know, it's good to see the attendance is going up. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it, it just goes to show, like with Honka putting that that run together. People are, uh, you know, they're getting bums on seats. So, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's a good thing. So... I'll tell you one thing. Sorry, I'll just tell you, before we, I'll tell you one thing about the league. I wish I, I wish our mate Mark Hayton was here because, you know, he always laments, you know, FC Lotte always mid-table. And, um, but not this year, mate. They're, um, <laughs> I mean, they're lucky that, they're lucky that Helsinki EFC are, um, are doing so badly because our, our poor old FC Lotte, they're... Um, you know, just uh, one spot off, one spot off the bottom there. Yeah, that's that's true, and and the, the way well, Maryham are not no great shakes either, are they? And um, after Senioki beat Vaza tomorrow, they'll be they'll be still down in in trouble as well. But um, and and of course we have two games plus plus five to go, so there's still quite a lot of points to yeah. to play for. But Lati could be uh, could be in that. Relegation playoff position. Uh, I'm just going to check where we're at with the Ukunen division. So, I mean, it's looking fairly clear that Gordepe and Tepeas will be one yeah. and two. It just depends which which, which position around, yeah. which one is in, and whoever comes second will play whoever's second bottom in. That's, in the well, that's, that's that's changed as well. How, um, how is it now? So there's now a similar. Similar like European type ah, in Ukenen. There is. So, Sorry, um, I see that now. Two, yeah, two, three, four, and five play off in various stages just to drag it out for the right to play 
probably Lardy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so basically the table, so the Ukunen table splits, and yeah. it, so so top six and bottom six, um, and whoever finishes sixth has nothing to do. But then the two, three, two, three, and four. Did you say? Uh, I think it's two, three, four, and five. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know how you keep a track of all this stuff, Rich. Yeah, because I got I tweeted something about it and I got I got it wrong. So being a, a Finnish man, of course, wrote to my rescue and corrected me in the least patronising <laughs> way possible. Very good. That's always <laughs> always good to be put put straight. Um, so um, we. And I lost my train of thought. Any any other any other comments on Vakehouse Liga? Um, any other news from Vakehouse Liga that you want to um, throw into the mix? Um, well, I mean, we, sorry, I was just going to say we do have a Stadion Derby coming up. I think it's on Monday, isn't it, Rich? Uh, yeah, Monday. Yeah, Monday. Um... Yeah, so there is a, a Stadion Derby coming up. So yeah, as you say, mate, it might be it might be the last one for a while. So um, anyone who's there in Helsinki, get your tickets and, and go along and and see the uh, both sets of fans in action. I'm you know not really fussed about what happens on the pitch, but it's nice to see um, nice to see what displays the uh, the both sets of fans put together for this standout fixture. And you know, hopefully, hopefully there's another one not too far away. But yeah, we'll we'll have to see about it. Yeah, and um, last week, actually, we talked about Olu. One of the reasons why they've dropped out of the top six is because their win against Inter last month yeah. Yeah. was overturned. Um, it was a little bit of a shady one. They, they, they won 1-0, and the result was turned to a 3-0 defeat because they didn't have enough homegrown players in their matchday squad. Now, I think they tried to reason that Rafinha who's 40 and has been in Finland for donkeys. Uh, I think they tried to claim that because he was in Finland before the rule was implemented, therefore it did not apply to him. Um, and I know there was some discussion with Asikor about how Chris Cleaver was once in a similar position. And I think at the time the rule wasn't clear, whereas now it is. So, um, so yeah, so they lost three points into got three points and have now popped up in their place. So uh, yeah, it's made it a little bit weird, but um Olu's squad is very much a League of Nations these days. And uh, that game, I think, as well, they signed this English striker who was once on the books of Palace. He scored once for Palace about 10 years ago. He got sent off on his debut for a pretty dodgy two-footed tackle. And then um, they confirmed this week they've extended his contract to the end of the season. Uh, was somebody suspended. somebody mentioning the Chris Cleaver situation and trying to get three points off of Asicor this year? Because I'm I wouldn't be standing for that. That sounds <laughs> a bit wrong. Um, excuse. Yeah, no. Actually, when that game was played, um, friend of the show Larry mentioned this thing about homegrown players, and um, when Olu won, uh, you know, it was it was advantageous for us that Inter didn't have those points, so we all sort of said, keep keep quiet. And within minutes of the game finishing, he said, "It's all over Twitter. The games, the games up. They're definitely going to lose those points." So that's uh, that is what what happened. Um, so any any interesting upcoming fixtures? We've mentioned the the Stadion Derby. We've mentioned the the Pokemon Derby, um, and. Uh, Ashikor for this game is another of these Super Laundai Super Saturday events where after the game there will be a concert 
in the um, in the yard outside the uh, the stadium on this massive great stage. And tomorrow we will be treated to the punk rock noise of chlamydia. Oh, yes. a burning sensation there. They are. <laughs> yeah, quite. I mean, it's one of the most horrible band names around. And then you see kids wearing chlamydia t-shirts. It's um, finished punk rock. Yeah. What can you say? Good marketing. It, well, you know. Um, so by Sunday the 11th, so just a week and a half's time, we will have the last, you know, Vakehouse League games of the of the main season. Then it, then the seat the the seat the table splits, and uh, and that's being played on Sunday. All the games on the Sunday because Hoyiko have got their European games, which they'll be playing yeah. on Thursdays. So, um, okay, very very good. Um, if there's nothing else, then let's just have a little look forward towards the Nations League. Yes. Um, yeah, so the Finland have got Romania at home on Friday the 23rd of September and then Montenegro away on the following, is it the Monday? Yeah. It, yeah, and, and yeah. Keke and I have already, not, not on here, but talked beforehand about this and uh, I'm going down to with my brand new Bojus Carway yeah. scarf. Man. Um, and I had a very nice uh, coffee and a chat with Yussi from uh, Asamiko during the summer. Top man. Is someone else who should have had a shout out. Hi, Yussi. Thanks for uh, meeting up with us. Um, because he had a holiday up here. And so we decided to meet up for a coffee. Nice. Um, and, and there ends the anecdote. It's not one of my best. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're heading down there on the on the Friday for um, for the Romania game. And Keke, you're heading over to Montenegro. I am. Yes, I'm going. Um, despite Wizz Air trying to uh, put pay to my best laid plans and cancel my flights and rearrange them and all that, I'm at this moment still going with Wizz Air to Podgorica. Um, the former Tito grad, yeah, in uh, in Montenegro. So um, yeah, I've just uh, instead of being there for three days, I'm now there for a week. So um, so yeah, I should be soaking up the sights and the sounds of um, Montenegro and downtown Podgorica for I a bet week. Mrs. So, Mrs. Uh, Keke is delighted with that. With that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, you know. Uh, Watch this space. Should be fun. Should be fun. There's a few of us. But anyone who's got any brains is flying to um, Dubrovnik and staying in the seaside resort of um, Kotor, Kotor, I think it's called. But, um, yeah, I've not, not, not got you. any brains, so I'm going straight to Titograd. Yes. And and what <laughs> what awaits you there? I think it's just Soviet-style bunkers and, uh, yeah, industry, I think. I'm sure you find a nice park or something. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. So, what, so let's look back at the last, the last games against these against these two sides at home. Finland beat Montenegro two nil. Yeah. Um, and then went away because this is where we have four games in like 
12 That's days it. or something yeah. it was full on wasn't it for for them and for us trying to trying to keep up with that schedule um and then went away to Romania and lost 1-0 mm. in quite quite sort of if i remember it quite sort of tepid performance Lackluster circumstances. yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, it was um, it was a weird one. I mean, we spoke about it at length at the time, but it did, you know, it did kind of feel. We moved. I think we moved on to Bosnia after that, didn't we? And um, and it did feel like there was well, there were like you say, the schedule was what it was, and so there was an awful lot of squad rotation. I mean, um, yeah, Joranen played, Radetzky played, so they swapped them around with the goalkeepers. We played however many different centre backs and all that, and. Um, yeah, there was a there was a fair amount of squad rotation. I suppose that was as down to the scheduling. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, um, we we've we've spoke loads of times about how much we like the Nations League and all that. But I think yeah, this this season just needs to be um, put to put to bed. And uh, yeah, but maybe maybe River used it as a bit of an experiment, or or maybe wasn't quite prepared to to take that next step and push for promotion. Rich. Um, it's a shame, really, because I mean that that was on paper a winnable group for Finland, and I think with the the Euro qualifiers coming, I think the draw uh, is October. I think for the the next round of qualification for Euro twenty twenty four. So obviously, if Finland had won that group, they would have guaranteed themselves at least a playoff. Um, yeah. I mean that that may work. they may still get one depending on other results, but um, yeah, it would have been nice. And I think. You know, like we said, I think, I mean, even Puki was the only player who started all four games. And um, Poy and Palo scored those two goals against Montenegro. But it'd be, uh, be interesting to see. I think a lot of players have been either on the move, had, you know, changes in form and fitness over that time. We're talking three and a half months. The squad's being named, I think it's the 14th of September. Um, so the, the moves will have settled. And, um, you know, we, we've talked before about Poy and Palo now, now in Italy. With Yesin and and Nicky Mayan part Venezia, but it's um I think now it's just a case you know finish on a bit of a high because when that draw is made for the next round of qualifiers that are going to be played all throughout next year, it's going to be pretty full on and um, Finland are going to have to do well to to get in the top two because it'll be top two guaranteed from those yeah. groups and and again you know one of the reasons we like the Nations League is because in the first iteration Finland did well which gave them the momentum to qualify for Euro 2020 mm. automatically as it was. Mm. Uh, and this time round, that momentum's not there. There's been such a change that we're not really sure if Rive knows a lot. I mean, he knows a lot of the first choice of players, but there's a lot of doubts at wing back and, and perhaps that kind of number eight position as well in, in attacking midfield where he, he seems to flip a little bit so it'd be nice to get you know some good results from these last two games and go into next year really thinking right this is what we do now I mean without being about scaremongering that you know a win against Romania and we're safe in this group lose against Romania and it's it's looking dicey before the Montenegro game we beat them in the in um in the earlier game uh, Montenegro, but they they've since then won two. Okay, both against Romania and drawn with Bosnia Herzegovina. So winning against winning against Romania sort of secures a place in this, but also gives a a platform then to potentially beat Montenegro and and finish second. And then looking just at the stats of the table, it it it's not a bad performance. So I think we've said before if if you're only just 
if you're only finishing second in this group, then you know maybe it's best to stay in this group until you're ready to really yeah go for it. Um, so yeah, the the Romania game is a is is a big one. Any um, there's there's not been a squad announced yet. I, I realise, but um, any particular um, player news around the hook yet recently? Um, probably Podium Palo is the big move, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the big news. Obviously, as Rich said, he's. Um, I think what was it, Rich? Did he have seven or ten years or something? At, um, at nine, nine years at Leverkusen. He had five loans, and I think he played twenty-two <laughs> games for Leverkusen in that in that nine years. Yeah, um, scoring seven goals or something. Seven goals, and I think one of them was a hat trick in about three minutes. Um, that's it. But I mean, as as, as Mark Hayton said in our WhatsApp, you know. He's had such bad luck with injuries, and when he's been fit and he's been at the club, he has had a chance. It's just that those twenty-two games have been so dragged out. Yeah. Um. And unfortunately, it's a kind of a case that what could have been had uh, had things gone differently. Because when he did play for him, he did quite well, and when he played on loan, he did quite well. Uh, and hopefully, this permanent move now with with other fins there and and everything will, will work. But yeah, it's a shame it's Serie B. I think he wanted to stay in Germany, but I mean, the only rumour was Cologne and they denied any knowledge. So off he goes. Yep. Uh, but Venezia, speaking of Leverkusen, uh, sorry, go on. Sorry, speaking of Leverkusen, uh, Podetsky signed a new contract. Yeah. There for till, is it 2026? 26, yep. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say that the Venezia are competitive, aren't they? At the top of Serie B. Or have been. And they've got a playoff. Yeah place last year didn't they? yeah yeah i mean it's a um yeah it's it's a funny division serie b like there's uh there's people nicking points all over all over the place but yeah they they would be one of the sides who were who were considering themselves to be sort of the top end yeah definitely and um yeah remarkable kits as well so uh he's gonna look stylish when he's out there on the on the pitch that's for sure that's it that's it but, um, yeah, I mean, he's not started too bad. He, uh, he he got an assist, got an assist on his. Um, I don't know if it was his second game. I think it was, you know, or first game. Yeah, got um, got himself an assist, and um, yeah, so uh, yeah, kicked off all right there. So good luck to good luck to Yole. So now we're just waiting to see that squad announced and see if there are any surprises, but probably not expecting too much too much change from what we've had recently. No, I mean, uh, you know, barring. <laughs> Barring any any pullouts for injuries or anything like that, I mean, um, yeah, obviously you got the the players based in based in the US. See what happens there. Um, you know whether they're called up or whether they choose to travel or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I think we can expect a a pretty pretty standard squad from from River for these two. So I guess we will be back sometime just to have you might have to you might have to <laughs> interrupt your uh, holiday in Podgorica yeah Keke to come and talk to us about that I'll oh, I'll course. try and I'll try and um well I will be at the Romania game and I'll try and remember it I'll try and do some something uh while I'm while I'm down there as well Good um man. so but but if not then we get together after those two games and um yeah Listener, keep a keep keep following the various members of the team for uh, for information about the uh, Finland national team ahead of those games, and of course, for, you know, tidbits of information about the the final stages of the Vegas League season. Okay. okay.
I just wanted to say before um, before Rich joined us, we were chatting about the the Helmerick game last night, and I don't know if he's um, you know I don't know if he's half Irish side is feeling uh, feeling any joy at that one nil win, or is he commiserating like the rest of us with the Helmerick? It's, it's it's a bad one, isn't it? Because um, obviously Ireland had an Irish uh, their goalkeeper was called Brosnan, and we were hoping the score would be double oh seven, but it's. Uh, it's a shame it didn't work out that way, but um, yeah, I uh, I kept that bit quiet. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, but before you know, before we do go, I just want to wish the wish the Helmer the best of luck against Sweden. It's going to be um, going to be a tough game, but yeah, hopefully they can uh, they can put on a show for the the people who made their way who are making their way down to Tampere. Yeah, seconded. But I reckon, gents, that just about wraps up. This episode. Thanks to my co hosts for joining me. Uh, Rich, goodbye. Yeah. KK, goodbye. Hey, do. And listener, thanks for listening until the next episode of the show. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finnishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and on Instagram. See the links in the episode description below. You can also connect with the four hosts on Twitter at Explore Finland, at FC Sormi, at Escape to Sormi, at Kekimulu. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description.